Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate. I'm Kate. And I'm Janine. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst, and sometimes best, but mostly worst pop culture of the 2000s. So what have you got for us today? <laughs> well, um, I was thinking of uh, Oscar nominees and people who are like kind of like prolific, at least lately, in, um, yeah. in Oscar nominations. So I looked at the nominees of this year. And I went through like their all their old movies, and then if I wasn't satisfied, I went through some like more recent uh, nominees who weren't necessarily nominated this year, but maybe like last year or the year before. Uh-huh. And I just was like, okay, what's a bad movie they made in the two thousands? I'm gonna bet it's most of them. <laughs> most movies in the two thousands were bad. <laughs> I mean, turns out like I mean, if you're male streep, like ninety percent of the movies you're in are good, but there are some bad ones, and like even if they're not like horrific, they're still not good, you know? Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll get started. I started with Meryl Streep because, you know, she's, like, one of the most nominated and winning uh, Academy Awards actors slash actresses of all time. She transforms the role. She transforms the role. I went through hers, and I was like, okay, what's a bad movie she made? And the first one I found was Prime, and I remember hearing that it was bad, but I had actually never seen it before, so I was like, eh, let's come back to that if I can't find another movie that she's been in that's been bad. And then I got to the end of her 2000s career, and in 2009, she made a romantic comedy with Alec Baldwin called It's Complicated. Is that the one that was, like, totally based around that whole Facebook status of It's Complicated? I never saw it, but I remember they kind of, like... I don't think so. Um, no, I mean, it's, like, she's, like, divorced from Alec Baldwin, but they're still, like, friends with benefits, even though he's gotten, like, remarried to, like, a young wife. It's, like, stupid. Hmm. But, um, and, like, Steve Martin's in it, and my favorite actress, Zoe Kazan, is in it. She plays, like, the 17-year-old daughter. So, I've seen it a couple times because she was in it, and my mom wanted to see it when it came out. And it was actually on TV the other day, but I couldn't find it on any, like, on-demand. It's got Steve Martin in it. Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin, Meryl Streep, um, Hunter Parrish. And it's directed by Nancy Myers. Yep. It's, like, very much, like, a rom-com starring, like, someone in their 50s, which is, you know, kind of refreshing. Yeah, I was on TV the other day, and I've kind of forgotten how, like, mediocre it was until I watched, like, I want to say, like, 30 to 40 minutes of it on TBS, so. So there's that one. And the other one, I went through, like, the, the other nominees from this year. Okay. And I don't know why, but I focused on actresses. I don't know why I focused on the actresses. Maybe I'll do actors next week. Well, we're trying, I mean, like, it. We're it's time to center women in our... In just the future yes, is female. You're right. right. You're get. You got what I was anyway, getting so, at. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but so I um, looked through like Saoirse Ronan's like movies and like you know she's only been acting for like ten years, so of course she doesn't have like a ton of really bad ones. And I looked through the other nominees from this year, and I was like, eh. So I went back to uh, last year or the year before his nominees. I was going through Natalie Portman's uh, filmography, and I remembered like my favorite. <laughs> Too bad we couldn't just do Star Wars. <laughs> just... I know, right. <laughs> But, like, my favorite Lifetime movie that wasn't actually a Lifetime movie, because it's, like, that ridiculous, is this movie that came out in 2000 called Where the Heart Is. And it's a movie about Natalie Portman is a pregnant teenager in Oklahoma who has no place to stay, so she goes to live in a Walmart. It's really stupid. I love this movie. Oh, my God. I love this movie. The poster for this... Like, or the DVD art is just so, like... It's not good. It almost looks like a generic stock image. Doesn't it? It's so bad. It's, like, really poorly photoshopped, you can tell. Oh, and um, Nat- uh, Natalie Portman's character has, like, a really terrible name in it. Her name is Novali Nation. Uh-huh. Uh, that's it. Like, that's just... It's bad. 
I think this is more 2000s than 2009 because it's it's early 2000s, mm-hmm. which I think really captures the heart of what we're going after. Like just kind of like mediocre. It's where the heart is. Oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week and for the rest of the podcast probably. <laughs> Hopefully. It, it's complicated is like it's got since it's late, so it's 2009, mm-hmm. actually has that like nice um production value film yeah. look to it. it yeah, like correction it, like, lighting. Looks good. Yeah, it looks good. There's no film grain in it, but like where the heart is, like the promotional images are terrible. The screen grabs that come up on Google are awful. Like I honestly, before I like looked it up, I was like 100% positive that this movie came out in 97. So when I found out it was 2000, because I was just going to be like, well, we're going to go a little bit out outside of the range because I want you to watch where the heart is. But then I saw it was actually made in 2000 and I was like, what? No, it wasn't. I am so excited I, I think I'm definitely going to choose Where the Heart Is, also because for some reason, I guess maybe it was sold as a combo. for You remember when they used to sell two DVDs, like, side by side? Yes. Apparently, this one was um, sold side by side with Ever After, featuring Drew Barrymore, which is one of my favorite movies, like, ever. I'm just going to have to be honest with you. I don't know why that's, like, like two movies that have been sold together. I don't know either, but it's, I mean, like, maybe it wasn't actually sold like that, but definitely on Google it's coming up like that. I believe Google. I mean, I'm not saying Google's a liar. I feel like that's a sign. I feel like that's a sign. As a librarian, you know, I I love um, book versions of things because it just, it's fun. It's like a new way to get people interested in the material. I read the book version of Ever After, one of the worst things of all time, like, just awful. I know it's off topic, but, like, fuck that book. Oh, well, I mean, as a librarian, you'll enjoy that one of the main characters in this movie is a librarian. Oh, hell yeah. So, obviously, this is what's meant to be. Like, fuck, it's complicated. Meryl Streep... <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Meryl Streep. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't say that. I might get burned. You heard it her first. You, you he- heard it. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Janine hates no. Meryl Streep. <laughs> uh... But okay, so we're going to go let you watch uh, Where the Heart Is and have all the feelings of the Walmart baby movie, as I call it. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be awesome. Okay, uh, and that was also another very quick decision on my part. I'm getting so good at this. That was. Ooh. Well, it's because I keep giving, because I'm, I'm just tricking you into watching the movie I want to watch. Oh, uh, well, it's it's definitely working, so just keep doing do it. Do you want to watch this terrible movie that I want to watch, or do you want to watch a movie with Meryl Streep? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I, I, it's really the poster art that did me in. That was truly atrocious. Plus, it's like Ashley Judd, and she looks very much like Katherine Heigl in it, and it's like, wow. I have no idea her. who Ashley Judd is. Should I know? This movie has everything. You're going to see it. Huh? Should I know who Ashley Judd is? Ashley Judd? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she? um, okay, well, she's on the cover. But she's one of the people who, like, just, like, kind of got the time's up thing in motion. Mm, okay. She was one of the people who, um, her and Mira Sorvino were both blacklisted by Harvey Weinstein. Oh, jeez, that's awful. Okay, well, definitely we have to support. Okay, is it supporting if we're watching some of their worst work? I mean, I genuinely enjoy this movie. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's just a, like, technically it's bad, but, like. I think about this movie a lot. I think about this movie a lot. Your heart was in the right place. Where the heart is, in the right place. So, <laughs> that's where it is. There's a lot of heart puns that, or I guess not really puns, but like we can continue down this delicious path. 
we will watch Where the Heart Is, starring Natalie Portman and Ashley Judd, and we will get back. Before we get started on our review, I just wanted to introduce my friends over at 33% Pulp, a very fun podcast which we recommend you check out. Let's hear it in their own words. Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I am here with Daniel and Amber, and we are here to tell you about our podcast, 33% Pulp. We pick a Pulp Fiction novel based entirely on the cover because they're either funny or ridiculous. And then we split the book into thirds, we each read only our third, and then we recap it to each other and to you across three episodes, and it somehow comes together and makes sense. We hope that you give us a listen. We are 33% Pulp. And we're 100% excited to have you laugh with or at us. Bye! (laughs) Okay, so... I just got done watching Where the Heart Is, and that was a trip. It's a movie. It's <laughs> certainly a movie. It's very certainly a movie. And I really feel like people who were fans of um, Crossroads will find a lot of connections here in this movie. Because I feel like there's a lot of very similar threads pulled in. Like teen pregnancy, bad car trip. Abuse. Um <laughs> abuse terrible backstories and then even more yes it, and it's also one of those movies that you just kind of like when you're recovering from the last shitty thing that happened like a new shitty thing happens but there's also a comedy so it's very weird um it's jarring yeah it's jarring i did want to give uh, a small warning to people i don't know how many people actually go out and watch the movies we talk about since we explicitly tell you not to watch them and we give you like major spoilers we tell you everything that happens in them yeah um really you don't need to watch a movie once you hear us talk about it but (laughs) if you do decide to watch this movie um later on in the movie which we'll get into there is a discussion of um basically child assault like child sexual assault and it's it's not graphic. They don't show anything, but it's uncomfortable. And so I just wanted to warn you guys, we're not going to really get into it because that's not our like vibe. But I just wanted to warn you guys. There's also domestic violence in this uh, um, movie as well. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like that almost gives away the entirety of the plot from right there. But it's, Like um, I said, it's very much like a, like a Lifetime movie with a higher budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to do a quick bare bones rundown, and yeah, then I can do that. Awesome, let's do this thing. So, Natalie Portman is playing the ridiculously named pregnant teenager Novali Nation, and her and her boyfriend are driving from Tennessee to California, and like his car has this like hole in the passenger seat like floor, so when she takes off her like shoes because her feet are swollen. Um, her shoes fall out of the car and he ends up stopping in um, Oklahoma at a Walmart for her to go inside and buy some flip-flops and when she comes out um, he's gone he's left her at this Walmart in like the middle of nowhere Oklahoma so of course she freaks out and um, she doesn't have anywhere to go and this woman in town like gives her like a tree and (laughs) a buckeye tree a buckeye tree because she's part of the welcome wagon and she meets like a photographer who um is like you should give your baby a strong name and she's like okay cool thank you but of course she doesn't have anywhere to stay because she's just been like abandoned in oklahoma and she's like 17 and heavily pregnant so her best idea is to stay in the walmart so she goes well actually it's an accident 
She goes into the bathroom to, like, puke a bunch, and when she comes out, the Walmart has closed. Which, apparently, like, nobody cleans the bathroom after closing time until, like, midnight, I guess, so that doesn't surprise me. It is Walmart. Or nobody checks on it. They might have cleaned it earlier that day, you know? Yeah. Like, if you get it done at four, do you really need to, like, clean it again at six or whatever when they close? I don't know what time they close, but... If it's good enough for Sam Walton, it's good enough for me. I think we're we're really hung up on the bathroom thing. You just need to calm down. <laughs> so she comes out and the stores, all the lights are off and nobody's there. So she's like, okay, I'm going to sleep here. So she just like stays in the Walmart and she like meets the people around town. And I'm kind of wondering, since it's such a small town, how no one like questions where she's living, <laughs> you know, like they're not like oh, you're over at this place, or she's at the hotel, or, like, she's got this house that was on sale. No one ever says anything, so, like... Yeah, the only person who says anything is Sister, um, the woman who, from the welcome wagon, uh, she says something like, where are you living that they won't let you plant a tree? Oh, yeah, but even then, it's not like a... That's just like, oh, you live in a weird place. It's not like, where are you living? Yeah, for real. Meanwhile, she has, like, a weird fixation on the number five. Is that it? Yep. The number five. She thinks it's really unlucky, and, like, when she had, um, like, bought those, like, house shoes before she got abandoned, like, her total came up to, like, 555, and she freaked the fuck out and realized she had gotten abandoned, because apparently she's psychic. Yeah, she has, she's superstitious about it, because, um, age five is when her mom left. right, right, right. Anyway, so she ends up having the baby in the Walmart, and there's a really dramatic scene, because one of the, the townsfolk, his name is Forney, he's, like, a, he's, like, the librarian in town. He, like, realizes that she must be staying in the Walmart and, like, breaks through the glass to, like, help her deliver her baby. It's very dramatic. Oh, and it's during a storm. And at one point she's in aisle five and she's like, oh, fuck, I gotta get out of aisle five. (laughs) So, of course, she's on the news a bunch because she just had a baby in a Walmart and they give her some, Walmart literally gives her money. And it's like, you can have a job here when you recover. And, of course, her mom finds out through the news and comes to, like, visit and, like, see her grandbaby. But she just steals the money. And after that happens, she ends up getting taken in by um, sister. And then there's a time skip. Oh, and she names her baby Americus, which I think is really bad. It's bad. Even though the baby is a girl, which, like, just name her America. Yeah, I mean, it's really bad. But they guess they can call her Mary if they really want to. Yeah. So uh, there's a time skip, and she's, like, now a photographer. There's a tornado, because that's, like, the next bad thing to happen to her. You think, oh, well, she got abandoned by her mom again and had a baby as a teenager at a Walmart. So, like, it's all uphill from here. No, it's not. There's a tornado, and it, like, destroys, like, their house. And, of course, sister, the nice woman who brought took them in, like, dies, of course. Of course. And in memory, she, like, takes, like, pictures of her little daughter, like, in the rubble. And I guess that wins her, like, a photography competition because 2000 was a very different time. (laughs) Meanwhile, the boyfriend who abandoned her apparently, like, fucked a 14-year-old or something and is in jail. Wrote a song while in jail. And he's a one-hit wonder. And he's got a manager who is played by Joan Cusack. And, like, was Joan Cusack's, like, career that bad in 2000 that she was in this movie? (laughs) She's really good at it. like she's like one of she stands out because she's the best actress in like the whole movie. And like considering that like Natalie Portman and Ashley Judd are like in this movie and they're not bad actresses, you know, it's just like wow, Joan Cusack is the best of a of a bad bunch in this because I feel like everyone's just doing a really bad job for no reason. <laughs> it's like Natalie Portman, you've been nominated for so many Oscars, but in 2000 you were doing a pregnant Walmart baby movie and I can tell you phoned it in. 
But, I mean, the only thing I can say about her performance that she does really well is she has got a Tennessee accent, like, down pat. Because it's, like, a very particular kind of southern accent where it's not really too exaggerated. There's just a lot of long sounds. And she does it really well. So I was impressed by that, which I think that's, like, where all of her acting energy went into keeping that accent. (laughs) So. (laughs) Well, then, we can't be too upset. Yeah, we can't be too upset. Oh, and I love um, the shitty boyfriend's uh, stage name. Which is Billy Shadow. <laughs> well, then he gets accused by his, like, prison cellmate that... He, the prison cellmate actually wrote the song that he wrote while in prison. And he tries to, like, get a better agent and it all backfires. And Joan Cusack's like, go fuck yourself. Anyway. Also part of this. I feel like I just keep... There's so many characters in this movie, you know? There's, like, a lot. Yeah, and the, the boyfriend storyline, it's not well integrated into the overall movie. It's basically, like, it sounds like we just did a weird transition, but that's what it is. Like, every other scene, you're like, fuck, we're still following this dude? Why? So when Natalie Portman had her baby in the hospital, or, like, after she had the baby, she's in the hospital, um, she met a nurse, played by Ashley Judd, and her name's Lexi. And, like, Lexi is, like, a single mom who keeps, like, dating scumbags and having more kids. And she gets a, and Natalie Portman gets a phone call from her oldest child, and they all have stupid, like, snack-related names, like brownie, praline. Something else, cupcake, I don't know. They're all, like, bad. It's like, you are not giving your child an advantage in this life. (laughs) She gets a phone call from Brownie, which is the oldest child, and um, she finds out that um, Lexi has been, like, beaten and abused by her newest boyfriend, and that um, he had uh, been molesting her oldest children. And when she found out, she freaked out and started beating him up. But he, you know, was bigger than her. So he beat the shit out of her. Yeah, it, w- it was really dark. And it was very strange because you don't find that out immediately. You find it out, like, a scene later when she- Lexi's out on the porch, like, crying. And Novalia comes up to, like, say, hey, like, you know, you know, it's okay. You didn't know. And she's like, no, you don't understand, like, what happened. Like, I saw him on top of my daughter, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, it was so awful. I felt so horrible. But the thing is, like, when we talk about, like, Natalie Portman's acting in that scene, it was kind of just like, oh. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And then she says some, because Lexi's like, what am I supposed to tell my children? What am I supposed to tell my children about why I let this happen to them? And Natalie just goes like, well, we all have good and bad in us. And we just have to let the good win. It's like, okay. That doesn't make any sense, Natalie. That doesn't help at all. But that, it was kind of like brushed over. Like there was that really intense scene and then it's never brought up again. So she just immediately starts dating some other guy. It's like, yeah, you didn't learn. Ernie the exterminator. He's a nice guy. So Forney, the, the librarian who's in love with Natalie Portman and delivered her baby. um, He's got like a disabled older sister and she dies. This is a movie that just has so much, so many running pro- plot threads that just, like, suddenly it's like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on? When did this happen? Yeah. Like, you rewind to figure, to see if you missed it, and it's like, nope, this is the first time they've mentioned it. <laughs> so, um, she goes to the funeral, Natalie Portman does, and, um, like, finds him and, like, comforts him. And No, no, that's the thing is, he did not attend the funeral, and so this town is so small, that she's able just to, like, guess what hotel he's staying in and finds him there. Because there's one. <laughs> and that's where she comforts him. And because the, cause the thing is, they needed a bed for her to be comforted on because... Clearly. He gets comforted real good. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> they act on the feelings they both denied for so long. Yeah. And I'm thinking, it's really weird that that you're so in love with this girl that you helped give birth. <laughs> <laughs> but she does have Natalie Portman's face and, and Tennessee accent, so... Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, he was... It was probably just, like, kind of weird at first, but, like, he kind of helps be a presence in uh, Americus's life. So, I mean, like, that's not their only connection. Like, he did, you know, he's he's been with her, like, this time, not, like, in a ro- romantic way, but in kind of, like, a friendly way. So they've, they've been connecting over those three years. I thought they were very cute together. It's not like this is, like, the first time they've, like, hung out since the baby. Like, I'm not, I just... Yeah, now that would be very weird. Um. (laughs) So, like, after that happens, like, he tells her that he loves her, and she, like, talks to Lexi, and she's like, ooh, I think I'm, like, a piece of shit, and I don't deserve this. So, (laughs) it's... She doesn't like herself very much. She doesn't like herself very much. And, like, to be fair, she is, like, a Walmart cashier slash, like, self-employed photographer who is like 20 with a three-year-old daughter or something like that yeah so she's like i mean i'm not saying that those people are not valuable she just got you can tell where her self-esteem was wrecked <laughs> like it's very 2000 it's like it's like 2000s and like people did not tell people like that back then that they were valuable yeah for real like you can tell that like no one in her life has really supported her except for like this her like dead like mom sister thing who got yeah. killed in a tornado and yep. this librarian. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real bummer. Yeah. She's not living a good life. And so basically like after she comforts him and she like realizes she's got feelings for him that she's been kind of denying, she now Novalee is a photographer. She started getting into photography. Uh, she'd always liked doing photography. Like she had a um, a Polaroid in the beginning, but then she begins to like kind of take it more seriously and now she has it as a job and that's how she got that award too because she's into photography now and so she takes up random photography jobs including taking a photo of like one of the local sports teams and they're all like discussing amongst themselves and like do you know how to get in touch with Forney and she goes oh I think he's coming back and they're all surprised like really why would he come back to this shithole town his sister died I mean what else has he got keeping for him and she's like oh uh I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess you're right. Have you seen my face? <laughs> so basically her horrible self-esteem kicks back into overdrive and she lies to Forney and says that she doesn't love him so that, uh, he can like go on and be like a better person. Yeah. Better go back to college. Like yeah. And I know we already mentioned him, but after this is when Novali finds out that Lexi's seeing a new man. And his name is Ernie, and he's an exterminator, and he's not hot like all of her old boyfriends, but, like, her last hot boyfriend had beat the shit out of her and molest her kids, so... <laughs> uh, but he, like, she, like, falls in love with him because she knows that, like, he, like, restored, like, a really, like, nice muscle car or something like that, but he, like, literally gave it to his ex-wife to get custody of his stepchildren. Like, they weren't even his kids, who he just, like, loves so much, and, like, I think that it's, like, implied that his ex-wife is, like, a shitty mom. Yeah, like, she only, like, when she didn't want the kids until she found out that he wanted them, and then he was like, okay, she was like, okay, give me your car, or else I'm taking the kid. So, So, Lexi. they end up getting married, and she gets pregnant, and then probably gives that child another stupid stack name-based food. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at... It's America's fifth birthday. Oh, right, right. Is this when she gets kidnapped? No, that was her fi- five, five months. Month. Okay, fifth yeah. Birthday. This baby, man, <laughs> that's a hell of a life. <laughs> it's just too much. To, I don't even want to talk about that one. 
Yeah, but we're like oh. almost to the end. I can okay. take us home if you want. No, 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 I got it. I just didn't want to talk okay. about I didn't want to go back to the five-month thing. Yeah. Like, we skipped it. It obviously wasn't important enough to me to remember it, so. I figure we just bring it up later. Okay. So, and then, after he got sued because someone else claimed that they wrote his hit song and he got dropped from his uh, agent, uh, the boyfriend becomes an o- alcoholic and he ends up, like, wandering onto some train tracks where he, like, gets his legs cut off. Because this movie has no, like, not even, like, a toe in the pool of reality <laughs> at this point. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's no dragons, but it is a stupid movie. Yeah. So, and then it's Americus's fifth birthday. And, of course, Novali picks up a newspaper and, like, sees his picture of, like, the stupid guy she used to fuck who got her pregnant has no legs now. And his wheelchair was stolen. She goes and, like, visits him in the hospital, because she's a good person, capital G, capital P, and, um, and, like, he's like, my life would have been so different if I didn't abandon you at that Walmart, and she's like, yeah, fucking right, you stupid asshole. No. But, um, realizing that he's, like, really pathetic, she, like, forgives him and moves on, which is, like, so much better than I would be, because I would just be like, you deserved it, and, like, he whispering into his ear and, like, smothering him with a pillow. (laughs) I was kind of feeling stressed at this moment in the movie because I, for some reason, thought they were they were going to get back together, which was like, my I was like, you better not fucking do this to me, movie. You broke up Fornia Novali, and now you're getting her back with Billy, whatever his fucking name is? No way. This was the most useless story of all, line of all time. It's just like, okay, uh, there he is, and he's never, he's not important anymore. It's like, that's the last you hear of him. I mean, I guess I could kind of understand if she wanted to get back together with him. I mean, he can't run away anymore. <laughs> it's so bad. Ouch. But, ouch. It's just like, ugh, trains, man. But anyway, so she realizes that, like, she's also a pathetic person and that she's making, like, big mistakes with Forney. And she, like, takes Willie Jack back to Tennessee because she's a very good person. And then she goes to, um, what is it? Like, she goes to, like, New England to find Forney because he's yeah, there. Maine. Oh, he's in Maine. So he goes, she goes to Maine to find Forney at his college. And, of course, she, like, immediately finds him. It's not hard. It's like, where... Do you have a tracking device on this dude? Like, <laughs> you're very good at just, like, wandering into the town that he lives in and finding him immediately. It's called love, Kate. Oh, God. She goes to Maine, and she's like, I love you so much. And he's like, same. And then I guess he drops out of college, and they go to Oklahoma and get married in the Walmart. The end. In the Walmart. In the Walmart. Which, I want to say, like... Did is there anything on the Wikipedia page like did Walmart sponsor this movie or anything nope, or I don't think so. It's based on a book. Yeah, like but they basically make Walmart like this whole movie is just a long chant of <laughs> we love our corporate overlords because like Walmart, they Walmart yeah, Walmart Walmart, Walmart cuz like after she first of all she for some reason she doesn't get punished at all for stealing stuff from a Walmart for 6 weeks which well, she had made a she had made a ledger. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think she manages to pay it back unless like she's being a wage slave when she gets a job there and like has to. I think Walmart like writes it off because I think she only took. I don't think she took a lot of stuff, and she wrote everything down. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's bad, but like, I mean, I'm just not convinced that Walmart would be like, yeah, sure. I think the only reason they did is because it was so highly publicized. So exactly, what I was gonna say I was like, if a girl has a baby in your store. And you're not like, and you're like, yeah, she had a baby in our store and clearly we aren't good enough at our jobs to make sure that a pregnant woman isn't living in our store. And she apparently took like $90 worth of groceries and 
um, we're going to prosecute for. I don't think that. Yeah, it's more of like a PR thing. But this whole movie is free PR for Walmart because, okay, so first of all, Walmart in their benevolence does not punish her for all the things that she stole. And gives her $500, which, yeah, her mom steals. But um, And then offers her a job at any Walmart in the country. Not just, like, at that Walmart. Like, anywhere. Which is... And then, of course, later they get married in the Walmart. It's just like... So, we're supposed to be, like, worshipping Walmart for doing these things. It just feels very, like... Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. We love Walmart. I don't know. It's kind of like in the last like simple life that we watched it's like do you people just hang out at walmart it's like i mean it's a really small oklahoma town so. yeah you know it's just like people are just okay with it. yeah i don't think they really have walmarts that aren't super centers anymore that are not 24 hours so i don't think you could do this today well there's um yeah i guess that's true i'm trying to think of like a walmart that closes i mean there's like those walmart neighborhood markets but they close too. yeah i mean they don't close either um, I mean, actually, I'm sure there are stores in, like, middle of nowhere, like, Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and our Walmart was 24 hours, but it was a super center, so it wasn't, like, an, an old-school Walmart. Like, this is, they look different, because when you watch this movie, you're like, oh, shit, I remember when Walmart used to look like that. But, yeah, um, so just a few little, like, notes here and there on this movie. Like we said, there's a lot of random twists and turns, and I really felt like the boyfriend storyline was just so, like, out of place. Like, I understand, like, when when he left from the Walmart, I thought that was, like, the last time we were going to see him, right? I was just like, okay, yeah, sure, he's gone now. Because, like, a normal movie would have done that, but I guess they were like, has anyone ever made a movie about what happens to the person who's an asshole and leaves? I don't know. I don't think so. Let's just make their life really bad. Let's just, let's show them, let's show the audience. Yeah, that's actually why, when I was watching this movie, um, I watched it in the living room so uh my husband watched it with me and um he was like Janine this movie feels like it was made uh, like in the 30s I'm like what do you mean he's like it's a very moral movie it's like a very much like a like a morality tale yeah because I mean like that whole thing about him getting like because when he gets drunk and wanders onto the railroad tracks he doesn't just wander onto the railroad tracks he's having like a delusion that Natalie Portman's character is calling out to him and he's like um, you know, ho- like he's basically being haunted by his horrible thing he did. So that's why he wanders on the railroad track and then fall over and gets his legs cut off. Wah, wah. And it's just very much like, this is what this happens. This is what happens to fucking dick bags. You don't get legs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's like the song. Exactly. That's the song that was playing while this woman was writing this book. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just a it's a very strange movie, but that whole storyline with the boyfriend is like so they had to build him up because it was like kind of like oh look he's getting away with it like he's gonna be famous and make a lot of money off of his songs, but then like he crashes back down again like hard which I guess it's like satisfying maybe like but it doesn't really play well in the movie I bet it was probably better done in the book because you said it was mentioned I doubt it <laughs> yeah I mean I don't know I haven't read the book um but. I mean, maybe it was like a little bit more satisfying to read that way, but in this, it's just like we're still we're still following this fucking guy. Like, I don't want to hear about him. I just want to hear about Americus and Forney. And I was thinking, like, Forney, that's a weird fucking name. Everyone in this movie has a stupid name. Yeah, but like, so sister, um, whose real name I think is like Teresa. I think it's Thelma. Oh, or Thelma. Yeah, it starts with a th. So Thelma, uh, we. She goes by sister. She's, like, living with this guy named Mr. Spock. And whenever they 
uh, give grace uh, or say grace for food. Um, they she for some reason, even though she's not Catholic, does prayers like she is Catholic because she's like, please forgive me for the fornication that Mister Spock and I had this afternoon. Which it's funny. I mean. You can say, please forgive us for our sins, but typically you don't name your sins at the dinner table. I mean, it was just um, him and her, though, so... Well, except for when Natalie Portman was there, which is... But she doesn't say that when Natalie Portman's there. No, she does. That's what's so weird about it. Like, the first dinner that they're all together, she says that. That's so strange. I don't remember that. It's very strange. And that's why, specifically because they mentioned fornication, and she does that prayer, I think, like, twice in the movie. Um... I couldn't stop thinking about Forney being yeah. short for fornication. <laughs> yeah, no. Forney's a dumb name. Willie Jack's a dumb name. Novali's a dumb name. America's is a dumb name. Lexi, I mean, I know it's short for, like, Alexis or Lexar or something like that. But, like, I'm going to, going to say she's got a dumb name just because she inflicted so many stupid fucking names on her children. <laughs> dumb name by proxy. Brownie's a dumb name. Praline's oh, my God. Name. And they give... Ernie... <sighs> The, photo- the photographer, who is played by Keith David Williams, who does a great job because he's just Keith David Williams. They gave him the name Moses? Can we just talk about that? It felt very immediately uncomfortable. It's like, okay, so the one black guy in this whole movie, calling him Moses? But let's be real. To be fair, the name Moses is actually the best name in this movie. That is true. It is the best name in this movie, but it's also kind of just like, oh, I, I like, okay. <laughs> Um, I don't know. All I know is that, like, they didn't name him, like, fucking Brownie, so I guess we should be happy about that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's kind of sad, because I really just, like, I don't really feel like there's a lot we could say about this movie that I wasn't basically lifted exactly from what I said from Crossroads. Like, you have that fatigue of, like, just completely, like, doing rising action over and over again, or, like, dramatic things. Tornado! Abuse! Stupid kidnapping subplot! It just feels like a lot of, like, short stories that were mashed together. There's, like, no real continuity other than, like, the boyfriend and Novali meet together at the end. This like, movie should have been called a series of unfortunate events. Because <laughs> like, it really is. And, yeah, um, let's speak about that, that five thing. Because I took notes on what were the f- unlucky five. So, like, in the very beginning, it's, like, they do a lot of exposition in, like, two minutes, which is really funny. Because if you think about, like, in context, like, Natalie Portman's character is leaving um, with her boyfriend to go to California from Tennessee. She's, like, saying goodbye to her friends and then also gives, like, her whole, like, backstory to them as if they don't know her. Like, it's it's really weird. It's like, okay, like, thanks for the exposition movie. Because she mentions, she says something like, um... Uh, about five and someone goes well you and your fives it's like yeah me and my fives my mom left when I was a five and then something else happened and I got 55 stitches and blah 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 and then like she when she leaves on the car it's five o'clock when she leaves at Walmart her change was 555 which is why she knew that he left when she's about to give birth in the Walmart, it's the fifth aisle that she ends up crawling out of to get into the next she's aisle. She's like, no, fuck this. Yeah. Not, not fucking doing this. Yeah, for real. And I'm going to have my baby in aisle seven like God <laughs> And at five months, her baby gets kidnapped by some religious zealots. And they put the baby in... Um, nativity scene. Yeah, a nativity scene in the manger. I just don't understand, like, what was the point of any of that stuff that happened? Like, she doesn't grow as a character because of it. She's like, oh, fucking fives, am I right? 
the references to five kind of tank off by like 75% way through this movie. Like it kind of, they chill it on the fives things. Other things I can think about, of course, the fifth birthday is when she finds out about her boyfriend. This whole movie, it's like it tried, it tried to do something fun and interesting and cool, but it ended up not being any of those things. A lot of this movie just feels like, what's the point? Why yeah, are you doing this? Yeah, for real. Who, who, who thought this was a good idea? Whose idea was this? This movie could have been condensed way shorter. Like, Yeah, and it is like a very long movie for what it is, because it's like two hours long. Isn't it like two hours long? It is two hours long. It's long, which is just funny because, like like you mentioned, it's like there's no point to any of this. There's no substance, which is why like I really don't feel like I have anything else left to say about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just like like a conga of misery, <laughs> and then someone gets married in a Walmart. Yes, absolutely. And then somehow we're supposed to think that's okay, that Forney just, like, left all of his hopes and dreams they could live in Oklahoma. Why doesn't she just move to Maine? Forney's got money. I've been trying to move out of Oklahoma for, like, 25 years <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, I really wish I could say something funny and interesting about this movie, but it's just it's not there. Like, I'm ra- racking my brain. My funny bone, it's, like, dead. It just, like, said, fuck this, dude. It's like, like, wait, what are you doing? Why are we watching this? And your brain's like... It's like, I checked out. I checked out 55 minutes of this movie. (laughs) Why am I friends with Kate? Why did she make me watch this? (laughs) On, like, a scale of, like, I don't know, out of all the movies we've watched for this podcast. Oh, shit! Is this the fifth episode? (gasps) Is it? I think this is the fifth episode, um, because... Crossroads, and then... No, Kate and Leopold was fifth. Damn, because that would have been real good with the... Damn it. It's the fifth movie that you've made me watch. Ooh. Because I chose the movie last week. That's, 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 that's something. <laughs> that's some nice serendipity, which is also a 2000s movie that... <laughs> <laughs> isn't very good. Isn't very good. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so on a scale of, like, do you mean, like, in comparison to the other movies... Yeah, out of the five movies that I've made you watch, which ones, which one do you hate the most and which one do you like the most? I'm definitely the most apathetic about this movie because I feel like I could maybe watch like Crossroads again, but I don't see any redeeming factors in this movie. Which is weird because this is probably the movie out of all the ones we've watched. Um, this is probably the one I've watched the most. <laughs> I really did. Um, I would put Black Christmas in the bottom because I just didn't like that movie though you don't like horror movies so it makes sense yeah i would say though if i were drunk at a christmas party i would probably get someone to watch this movie so it has like it it, that's like a caveat there it's like probably never gonna watch it unless i'm drunk and it's christmas and there are people there i can torture with (laughs) um and then i would say this movie so our list so far is black christmas and then where the heart is yeah okay our movies so far are crossroads New York Minute, Black Christmas, Chasing Liberty, and Kate and Leopold, which I'm not counting because I chose that movie, and then Where the Heart Is. So I would put Black Christmas in the bottom, and then Where the Heart Is, and then New York Minute, and then uh, Crossroads, and then Chasing Liberty. I'm, I don't know why I'm surprised that Chasing Liberty is on top, because I think it is, out of all the movies we've watched, probably the, the better of them, because it's got like Mark Harmon in it, but... Yeah, like, it's the most enjoyable. Like, I think I could, like, enjoy watching that movie again. Crossroads did have some cute moments in it, but, like... New York Minute. I don't know. I'm kind of, like, conflicted on whether or not I'd put New York Minute or Crossroads. Like, which one would we go on top? The only reason I think I'm choosing Crossroads is because I liked the cast. 
and whereas New York Minute was like it was a whiplash of a movie. So like you can't really it's like you're there's five different storylines going on at once. So it's kind of like exhausting to watch and it's too long i think my favorite part about new york minute is co- corporate bling that um yeah that montage scene yeah i'll just watch that, that like on repeat montage. and that would be better than watching yeah, the whole just movie that that 10 minute yeah. part of them being at the black movie yeah <laughs> but yeah that would be my you list you can tell that a movie's not very good when we just take it as a as an opportunity to just rehash the rest of the movies we've watched <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I wish this movie were worse, almost, so I would have, like, more to complain about, but it's just, like, boring, and I feel bad because Natalie Portman, like, usually, like, for example, in Star Wars, like, Natalie Portman is not a bad actress in Star Wars, it's just that she was given, like, really awful dialogue, and she acts her heart out, like, she's, like, having to act, like, four times as hard to make up for Hayden Christensen. (laughs) <laughs> and and his lifelessness. And in this movie, she's like she's kind of nailed that like distant southern like kind of like oh yeah, like affect, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like the basis of her personality. It's like, oh, nothing surprises me. I grew up in a trailer. Like, oh, he molested your kids? All right, that's what happens around here. Like bummer. <laughs> super bummer. Yeah. Apparently um, this book was a Oprah's book club selection. Oh and Jesus! This movie made forty million dollars on top of a fifteen million dollar budget. Are you kidding me? No, this movie like cleaned up. Jesus! It... And for if for some reason people really like it on IMDb, so yeah, it's a movie that like <laughs> I feel like it's a movie that people rated in two thousand nine after seeing it once in two thousand two. And they have, like, fond memories of it because they watched it with their mom or something. And I, I want to know why, on the Where the Heart Is poster, why Ashley Judd is, like, posing so happily on it. And Natalie Portman just kind of, like, slyly looking over her shoulder. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the poster, the art, all the... It's just, don't watch it. It's bad. <laughs> don't, don't, don't watch it. I like, I like the really bad, um, tiny Natalie Portman that's in the middle of the background of the shot in yeah. front of the Walmart. I think that's funny. <laughs> There's the one thing, the one funny thing. Wee. <laughs> it's the poster because it's bad. What's the What's the tagline? I can't read it on this poster because it's like too small. I'm gonna find the tagline. Laughter is harder. Friendship is stronger. Trust is deeper when it comes from the heart. Nice. Actually, I guess uh, where the heart is. They actually title drop in this movie because that's like right before she gets abandoned by her boyfriend. She asks him to put his hand on her belly and says. Do you feel that little bump, bump, bump? That's where the heart is. So dun, dun, dun. they said the name of the movie. Yeah, I was like, okay, like so that... we're done now, right? Like we can leave. The end. I like that when you look at different versions of the poster, they've changed the color of Natalie Portman's tank. Okay, top. I I have a little bit of a theory about this movie. I feel like if you watch like the first ten minutes, like so from where she's being dropped off. And then all the way up until when she gets the five fifty five and change and then runs out of the Walmart and sits down and when she realizes that her boyfriend has abandoned her. If you ended the film right there and submitted it as a short film for like consideration for several art like movie awards, it would win. It would win an award, yeah. Definitely. Like I think you could do the same thing with like a middle length movie if you literally ended it where her friend dies in the tornado. <laughs> and that's like, okay, that's 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 where the heart is here. Yeah, maybe maybe end it where she's taking the picture of her daughter. Yeah. Actually, that would have been a pretty good place to end this movie like period. You don't you don't like go past you don't go to like the the photography competition. You literally end it with her taking pictures of like her daughter in the wreckage. 
that actually would be a good place to leave it because I really just don't feel like the end of the movie gives any like substance to the movie overall. Also, it would make the movie like 47 minutes long. Which would be a choice. <laughs> <laughs> which would be perfect for this movie. You know, I'm like one of the most talkative people I know and I have just been like forcing myself to talk for the last 10 minutes. So I it's think It's really we're... difficult to to find something to say about this movie. I think we're done with where the heart I think is. We're done. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, <laughs> so in conclusion, don't watch this movie, uh, and or watch it until her friend dies in the tornado and then end it. Hey, you know what we should do since we've, we picked, we started this with Kate and Leopold and the identity theft. And then also with, um, uh, stealing from Walmart in the last episode, we should start coming up with a crime to just like, to just <laughs> glorify every episode. <laughs> I'm going to find a crime movie. I'm going to find... Well, let's just watch that movie 21 about all these blackjack players. <laughs> but, no, okay, oh, here's a, there's a crime this movie. I, I encourage all of you to try and live in your local Walmart. Oh, that'd be good. Just don't blame me. Like, I'm saying I encourage you, but also, like, disclaimer, I'm not encouraging you. Um, I am. I am encouraging you. I think you should take lots of <laughs> documentation and photos and report back. Yeah, let us know how living in the Walmart goes. And as always, you can find us on Facebook at Guess We Are Gonna Hate and on Twitter at Hate Podcast. You can also find our website at hatepodcast.squarespace.com where we post not only these episodes, but also the notes from the movies we watch. Usually I take the notes, but for our mini-sodes, which I recommend checking out if you haven't already, we are beginning to watch Simple Life with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie and Kate has or has actually decided to start taking notes. So I took notes. I took notes. Yeah, for once. keep an eye out for that and because I'm a C <laughs> You can always reach out to us on social media if you have any questions or any suggestions on movies to watch and please uh, rate and review our podcast if you're able and share it with your friends because we love having people listen to us. I know I do. We're very narcissistic, and I want people to hear the sound. Yeah, of we're at four hundred downloads now, and I just—that's not good enough. You guys, try harder. That is kind of incredible, though. I wouldn't ex- have expected that. It is also incredible. I love all you guys, and I'm just trying to be cool. But I'm really excited that I get to share this with you. <laughs> do better, everybody. Do better, everyone. But make other people listen to it. If you love the podcast, recommend us <laughs> to your friends. If you hate it, recommend us to your enemies. It's fine. I don't care. As long as they download it. Okay. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye.